Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number three of the Great Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. First things first, big thanks to Grant Mitchell, who does great work over there with the Fade the Public podcast. He joined me in the last segment of our number two. Now we are on to our number three, and we're going to be talking a little college football and college basketball with our friend Daniel Alvar. He does a great job as a contributor over here at VSIN, and she does a lot of the in-stadium slash in-arena calls for UCLA. So we're going to be able to get some great Pac-12 perspective in about 15 minutes with her. Going to be talking a little college basketball in this segment. So you've got a lot of hoops coming up in this hour. It's a nice slate of college basketball after we had a whopping seven games, which actually went quite well for myself. The good old UW-Green Bay IUPUI game going over. A rarity for good old EWP. We are good friends over there. That makes things very nice, and let's try to make Tuesday go very smoothly as well. As we were talking about these games a little bit earlier in our number one with Matt Humans, and we've seen these numbers move just a tad. So how about if we go 607-608 on the betting board? We go to the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, for Illinois and Texas. Texas is back to being a favorite, but they opened up a four-point favorite now we're seeing some two and a halfs come onto the board. They were three earlier. Now we're still seeing a few threes, but a lot of two and a half. So on this game, it's ranging anywhere between 139 and a half and 140 and a half. I'm right in the middle on this total. I set my total at 140, so I'm going to see how this goes in the AM. Looks like it's cratering just a little bit. And in terms of the tempos, if we're able to get this number down below 139, I certainly will be taking a look at it and over. You've got a Texas team that 
if you saw that game against Creighton, they're playing really good defense for one, but they're really hammering at home. They're really looking to be able to push the tempo. And I will say for Texas, also a top five team in all of college basketball in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis. But that's a big reason why I set them more around a four point favorite. I thought that the opening line was correct. Now that this is down to even a two and a half, especially getting down below three, this is going to be a take for me on Texas. Texas has been able to do a terrific job with their backcourt. You've got the duo of Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter shooting in the mid-30s from three-point range for a bunch that, I mean, they're not the world's greatest three-point shooting team, but they should see some positive progression from the fact that they're shooting about 29.5% from three as a collective. These two gentlemen that I mentioned, maybe they've a registry combined 31.5 points. You're getting four assists and two seals per game out of Marcus Carr. Both are terrific on-ball defenders, so... That is big, and then you've got a just hole is greater than the sum of its parts front court. Dylan Mitchell is able to give you six rebounds. Timmy Allen scoring less than last season, but he's doing a better job on the glass. Six and a half boards. You've been able to have Dylan DeSue give you a block and a half for contest. He's chipping in there four boards. Serge Jabari Rice, Mr. Versatile, 10 points, four boards. So you're able to go down the list. I like what I'm seeing there. And for Illinois, they might have the best overall player in this game, actually. That'd be TJ turning it up Shannon. He's been able to do a terrific job. Right around 19 and a half points per contest. We all saw that massive three-point shooting outburst that he had against UCLA out here in lovely Las Vegas a few weeks ago. And then you got Dane Danger. That is one of my favorite names at all of college basketball. Began his career at Baylor. 11 points, six boards for Mr. Danger. He's been able to give you 1.3 blocks per game. And it's interesting because he actually came over with his teammate in Matthew Meyer. And Matthew Meyer is the guy that I really thought was going to be able to bust out here for Baylor. He was a double-figure scorer last season I was with the Bears and then able to give the team five and a half points per game, shooting 24% from three. Just has not lived up to his billing. You've got R.J. Melendez. He's been able to be rocks off for the team. And Coleman Hawkins cannot speak enough about his versatility for Illinois. Right around 10 points, six boards, four assists. He's able to give you a steal. He's able to shoot 37% from three-point range. And both of these teams, they do a very nice job of gener- generating turnovers. That's why you do have a pair of teams that terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. They both rank at the top 10 in all of college basketball, but it's a good old situation of something's got to give because both of these teams, they're looking to pump things up in terms of their tempo a little bit as well. Illinois, they rank right around 53rd in the country in terms of possessions per game. Texas, they're right around 120th. So both of these teams are looking to push pace a little bit more, especially Texas. So it's a circumstance where if you do have a two-possession game with a minute left to go, you know what that means. You're going to be seeing a whole lot of fouls. And because both of these teams, they are trying to be able to generate a bunch of seals, that leaves them a little bit more, I guess you can, you can call it, a little bit more open to fouling as well. So very important to take note there. So I do like a 139.5 or less over. 140 is really the... 140 is the just drop dead point here. Once you get past that, then I'll be taking a look at the under. But seems like we're seeing a total that is dropping in with Texas. Now being able to get them at two and a half, I think that you've got some solid value. I'm going to be willing to lay it with the Longhorns. And then in this game, Iowa versus Duke. This is 649, 650 on the board. We've seen Duke get seamed up a little bit. They opened up as a favorite of one and a half points. Now we're seeing it pretty much across the board three. And this is one that across the board is a total of 146 and a half in. I do think that it's an interesting blend of tempos. Duke has been in the bottom 35 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. John Shire is running things much more different than Coach K did. And I like the way that this Duke team is playing defense. 
They're really leaving something to be desired in terms of three-point shooting, shooting sub-32% from three. I think the simplest explanation for this is Derek Whitehead, the top of their five-star recruits in terms of being able to can threes. He just has not been able to get online because he was dealing with an off-season injury that kept him out of a lot of workouts. He needs to be able to build a little bit of chemistry. So I think that there's a perfectly logical reason as to why Duke has not been able to deliver too much on offense. But Kyle Filipowski, 15 points, 9 rebounds. I do like his overall game, but now you're going up against an Iowa team that you've got Chris Murray, 21 points, 10-plus rebounds, shooting 40% from three. Now, maybe deal with a little bit of ailment in terms of the backcourt. Aaron Euless, he should be all good to go in this one, but it has been a little bit interesting to take a look at this Iowa team in general because you do have the McCaffrey brothers who are back in the fold and been able to get a lot out of Patrick McCaffrey, right around 13 points, four boards per contest. Tony Burkins is a guy that missed a game or two for this team. So you do want to be making sure that Tony Perkins is going to be back out there in the fold. I'm thinking he should be, though. We are going to be checking in on his status moving forward. But when it comes to Saiwo team, I do think that it is very, very important that they're just able to continue to take care of the ball as they rank in the top 10 nationally in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis. Duke has been able to do a good job of being able to take care of the ball as well. Jeremy Roach is someone that has been able to dole out right around four assists at two turnovers per game. And with Duke, they haven't necessarily been able to get out of sorts as well. They're a team that they're turning the ball over about 11 and a half times per game. That is certainly acceptable, and they've been great on the offensive glass. Iowa's just really efficient in the way that they're able to get good open two-point shots while shooting about 34.5% from three. Duke has really been able to get those second and third chances. I mentioned Filipowski a little bit earlier, and you haven't necessarily been able to get a lot of offense on Derek Lively, but he's been able to do a good job on the glass. He's giving you three and a half rebounds per game, but 1.6 of those boards, they are on the offensive glass as well. Ryan Young, he's averaging right around 3.7 offensive rebounds per game as well. So you've got a Duke team that they're all full size. I do think that this is going to be a game that is going to be pushed a little bit slower. We've noticed it in Iowa's games against the likes of Clemson, against TCU. They are a team that can be slowed down in these circumstances. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. But Duke, I think that they just have more talent. I'd be willing to lay three if this were a March Madness game. I'm not willing to do it here because I do think that these teams need to form a little bit more chemistry. I don't necessarily want Iowa on the money line, but I set my line at two and a half. So being able to get three, I am willing to take the points with Iowa in this circumstance. Set my total more around a 144 as well. So I'm going to be diving under and those are going to be games that are going to be played out there on the East Coast. So we have to serve the West Coast best coast here with this one. 651, 652 on the board. Pepperdine, the Waves, are going to be playing us to Nevada. Nevada is between a pick them to a one-point favorite. Dolan's game is anywhere between 144.5 and 145.5. And with Nevada, I do think that they should be the road favorite. This is a Waves team that they've been able to do a solid job of being able to get online with their offense, but been very impressed by the Nevada defense after they had, let's call it what it is, a big giant turd of a year last season. It was looking like they were going to be able to bust out. It's looking like they were going to be one of the top teams out in the Mountain West. They came up snake eyes. This year, they rank in the top 65 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and they're going against a Pepperdine team that they've been a little bit improved with. Houston Mallet coming in, giving the team 15 points, shooting in the high 30s from three-point range. You've also got some freshmen that have been able to do a solid job as well. We all know about 
just one of the best families in all of college basketball. You've got the kids from Missouri that have been able to do a solid job from the Porter family. Javon Porter is a part of that tree. Be able to give the team 10 points and seven and a half rebounds per game, but now nine points or fewer in four of the last five games. Seems like he's starting to hit a little bit of a wall. Maxwell Lewis has been terrific. 18 points, shooting about 50% for three, but Pepperdine, I think, is going to see some regression in terms of their 42.2% three-point shooting, and Nevada has been able to do a very solid job in terms of their defense as they're allowing opponents to shoot a paltry 27.8% from three-point range, and a big reason why versatility. Will Baker's a seven-footer that's able to can threes for Nevada. Jared Lucas comes in from the Pac-12. He's able to give the team 17 points. Good on-ball defender, able to shoot 42% from three-point range, and then You've had a freshman in Trey Pettigrew. Not necessarily deliver a lot of scoring, about four points per game, but has really been able to do a nice job helping these guys out in the backcourt. And then Darren Williams, six foot six combo player, right around eight points, seven and a half boards, steal and a half, two assists per game, shooting it well from three point range. I was honestly thinking that Nevada was going to be in for a little bit of a down year, and Steve Alford has done a great job despite the fact that Hunter McIntosh, who was a transfer coming in from Elon, has not been able to play at all this season. And much of Nevada's success has been just being able to be a very solid defensive team with Nevada. This is not a team that's really been looking to push a lot of tempo this season as they're 251st in the country in terms of possessions per game. Pepperdine, under our good friend Lorenzo Romar, they're always willing to run it and gun it. So causes for an interesting ordeal. I'm willing to go over. This is a Nevada team that they do have a lot of guys that have been in the past willing to push the tempo, and I do think that you could get some late-game fouling, but with Nevada, I do think that they're going to take advantage of a Pepperdine defense that leaves a little bit of something to be desired, and you've also got Keenan Blackshear and his versatility, so willing to lay up to a point and a half with Nevada, so taking them as a little bit of a favorite side. So pick them in. One of our favorites is Danielle Avari. We're going to be talking some Pac-12 football and basketball with her next here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV's football extravaganza. You're able to compete for free in a two different ways. Predict what will happen in three different football pools and then make your picks for eight different fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DriveKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, light cable, only better terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DriveKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Visa and Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by Danielle Avari. She does great work over here at Visa. And on top of that, if you go to a UCLA game, you might find her doing a lot of the in-stadium slash in-arena broadcast for that as well. And Danielle, always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Thanks for having me. Always great to have you aboard. And Danielle, we'll talk about some Pac-12 and just some West Coast basketball that's happening in a minute. But we know now... The bowl selections that are coming out of the Pac-12 and in terms of Pac-12 teams that are going to bowls, are there a few teams that you ought to be watching for, whether it be just in terms of the matchup itself or in terms of opt-outs? Because as we know, it is that time of the season and with the Pac-12, unfortunately not being able to get USC into the college football playoff, I do have to think that there are going to be some teams that you want to watch out for in terms of guys that might not be out there on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely coming down the stretch for the Pac-12, a lot of guys were beat up in the final games, and especially one jumps to mind, of course, Caleb Williams, that team falling short because, of course, his hamstring injury early in that game. Uh, I'd be very concerned about this. He, of course, said that he'd love to show up for that Cotton Bowl for them, but I don't know. Is this just a consolation for them at this point? What's the point of him trying to limp through this, especially with a soft tissue injury like a hamstring? Even uh, his coach was saying that he didn't even look like 50% after he suffered that injury early in that game. So situations like that make you wonder, is it worth it for Caleb Blooms to even limp himself out there? And then, of course, UCLA, even people forget, but Dorian Thompson-Robinson got so beat up in that UCLA-USC game. Uh, Obviously, looks like he's good to go moving forward from here. Um, but I, I just would be cautious with both of these LA teams moving forward into these bowls because I'm not really sure what they're going to be rolling out, especially from their signal callers. Yep, absolutely. I do think that there are some concerns when it comes to some of these Pac-12 teams. If there is one team that I do think is going to be relatively at full strength, that is Utah. They get into a New Year's Six mm-hmm. Bowl as they're going to be taking on Penn State, I believe, in the Rose Bowl. So that is going to be one of intrigue, in my opinion. And that's one that Matt Humans actually likes Utah on. And I can't say I blame them there. And What really warmed my heart, Danielle, is that you typically send over a few notes that you want to talk about, and you want to talk about Maryland versus Wisconsin. Typically, we're just talking all about these Pac-12 teams, and West Coast is the best coast, but with that said, 
Myself being from the great state of Wisconsin, this warms my heart as you've got Wisconsin, a pick him to a one point favorite at a total of 129 and a half. You can tell my excitement for this one, Danielle. Where do you stand in terms of Maryland versus Wisconsin? A game that is out there in the heartland at the Kohl Center. Uh, well, first of all, I'm very excited because I'm actually on Wisconsin's side in Yay. this one. And also, by the way, we, nobody talks enough about Pac-12 basketball, so someone has to do it. So I'm happy yes. to be the person. But we don't have any matchups on Tuesday, so we are looking at this one with Maryland-Wisconsin. Of course, I really wanted to look at this as well because who does Maryland have on their schedule coming up? UCLA. I want to get a look at them. I want to dive into these stats. But as I did, I looked more to Wisconsin in this. Also, let the people know, Greg, what, what is it like to play in that uh, in that arena? Yep, you should be awarding much more than three points to the home advantage yeah. of the Cole Center because it is ruckus. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also look at uh, the schedule leading up to this for Wisconsin, and they've just been through the gauntlet a lot more than Maryland has. Maryland's just a little bit more untested. So, yes, undefeated, uh, similar to another team I know I wanted to talk about as well, Texas, both undefeated. But I think this could be the end of the road for that undefeated streak for them here. I think Wisconsin's going to get this done. I like them in this situation. They played against Kansas, Dayton, USC. They had a lot more stiff competition heading into this matchup. Um, I do think that we're going to see that classic Wisconsin slow it down defense situation. Uh, I'm shocked to see how low this total was into the 120s, uh, which almost just on principle makes me want to look over. But I'm sure that you'll teach me that that's not what we do in these games with Wisconsin. So uh, I like Wisconsin in this spot. I think that they're going to be uh, able to end that winning streak for Maryland. You remember what that final was in Dayton versus Wisconsin a few weeks ago? I do not. 43 to 42. I mean, this is that a Wisconsin you, team. That sounds like a half of a game. Yeah, that's a that's a quarter sometimes in the NBA. It's just yeah. absolutely insane. This Wisconsin team, they just really pound you into oblivion. They make things very, very slow. They make things just, it's like going to the dentist with them. You don't really want to be experiencing that, and that's how they get so many of their wins. And you mm -hmm. mentioned that you want to talk a little bit about Texas, so we are going to do it right now. This is Illinois, Texas with... Texas being a two and a half point favorite, even though Texas is in the bottom is the bottom team in terms of this. Keep in mind, they're not at home. This is a game that is at Madison Square Garden with a total right around 140 and a half. What are you saying in terms of this game? Because the opener of Texas being a four point favorite, that was one that I thought it was the correct line. And now I think that it's coming into where you get a little bit more value on this Longhorns team. Yeah, I agree. I actually think that's where I'm at now because to your point, this opened around four and now you're seeing two and a halfs on the board. I think it's swung a little bit too low and I think that Texas can cover this. It was a great for you to point out that this is going to be on neutral turf because I definitely think that's going to be a factor here. I think Texas has played uh, particularly well at home this season. That hasn't been true for every team, but it is true for Texas. Uh, and then Illini are coming off of that loss to Maryland. Only a five point loss and again, have already beat my Bruins. So we've seen them a little bit against some ranked competition so far. Uh, but I think that I think that this is going to keep going in Texas's direction. I just think that this is a matchup that's going to benefit them a little bit more. There's not really a lot you can poke holes in with this Texas team. Um, but I mean, if there was a team that was going to give them trouble, it's probably Illinois just because of this defense. And so really when I'm looking at this matchup, I'm thinking what's the most consistent thing across the board. It's the defense for me. So I think it's under for me under, under I think it's that 140 now. So under 140 and a half for me, I think is where I'm looking. Yep, I set my total at exactly 140. So if we see a steam move on the under, I'm going to be on the over. If this keeps going up and up and up, then I'm going to be finding some value there. So I'm currently yeah. in wait and see mode on that one. But I know that even though we don't have any Pac-12 games on Tuesday, we do have a couple games out on the West Coast. And Nevada mm. versus Pepperdine is one of fascination. 
Uh, you know a little bit about the great state of Nevada, and currently the Wolfpack are a pick em to a one-point favorite. Tarlon's game in between 144.5 and 145.5, and, and it's an intriguing one because the Pepperdine Waves, they're currently shooting 42% from three. Let's call it what it is. They're doing for a little bit of regression, and I've been pleasantly yeah. surprised by this Nevada team. Typically, I don't want to go up against a home team here, but I just don't know if Pepperdine has necessarily as much spunk at home as, say, the Wisconsin Badgers, for instance, and I think that this is a good spot for Nevada with the way that they play and the way that they've got the size advantage. Yeah, I think that we haven't seen the best of Pepperdine yet, to be honest. And even with that shooting, I agree with you. There could be some aggression, which even makes me think that we could look towards an under in this, which I get would be a little bit risky because Pepperdine likes to play really fast and they love to shoot the three. Their coach is all about that. Uh, I don't uh, trust Nevada's coach having that he used to be UCLA's <laughs> coach. I'm <laughs> um, not an Alfred believer, unfortunately, which is also what drew me to this game. I thought, oh, I've been watching Pepperdine my whole life in the WCC against Gonzaga. Uh, let's see what they look like against this Nevada team. Now, to your point, been pleasantly surprised by Nevada as well, especially on the defensive side, especially coming from a coach Alfred team. Uh, but I think that Pepperdine's defense has been lackluster. And so I can see why you would look towards an over in this. But I agree there could be some regression here. And I do think Nevada's defense could shine things up a little little bit um i lean towards nevada with this one but uh you're making me nervous now maybe i should look towards pepperdine <laughs> <laughs> i can understand why you don't trust steve alford that ucla yeah. tenor you're not great to say the least when no. he lost that guy by the name of lonzo ball it went zoom you just saw yeah. that downward trajectory not be great to say yeah, the least coach Coach Howland was actually at the last UCLA men's basketball game and got a standing ovation. So I think that that was more a reaction to, man, we just the guy after you was so bad. So he was well-received. Hey, now Ben Howland made three straight Final Fours. Yeah, he did. That is not easy to do. And to people say did least. not forget. <laughs> oh, man, that is just absolutely insane. And I know you do a good job of taking a look at Gonzaga as well. And we saw them on Monday. They very nearly lost to Kent State. Now, this is actually a very good Kent State team. Do not, line. yeah, do not discredit Kent State here at all. But with that said, what do you make out of Gonzaga and some of their struggles to begin the season? I mean, not the Gonzaga of years past we've seen, which is unfortunate because they still haven't won that national title. And it seems like these last couple of recruiting classes were their opportunities to do that. Uh, but I do think that Kent State should get their props for this night. I don't think that this should have been a 14-point spread no, at, at all. all it seemed insane i mean it got down to what 12 and a half before the game uh this was close the whole game uh, gonzaga's just not playing to the level especially i think on the defensive side that coach few would hope for but i think this is going to be just like most gonzaga teams honestly year over year and this could be you could say this for most college basketball but i don't think that it comes true for most of them year over year gonzaga has shown that they're able to be a team that causes ruckus in march and i think that they're going to be so much better in march than we're seeing right now so they're just kind of shaking the bolts out right now they don't have a lot of experience here except for in timmy so i think that you can expect gonzaga to be uh in true gonzaga form by march Yep, and I do think the biggest key is the backcourt, getting things mm -hmm. sorted out with Nolan Hickman. That is going to be very, very important, and it's always important for us to get great guests on this show. And, Danielle, you always fit the bill. You do a great job taking a look at all things West Coast and do a great job covering UCLA as well. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Always appreciate the time of Danielle Ovari. She does a great job here at the network. And anyone, like I said, that is going to a UCLA football basketball game, you're certainly going to be catching her over there. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at this college basketball card for Tuesday, taking a look at some mid-majors here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network.
Sentencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSEN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page has updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds. So that way, you're able to see all the changes in the action and find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets where and where the money is just not matching up with the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to be able to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And it is always a pleasure to be joined by Daniel Avari. He does great work here at the network and does a great job taking a look at all things UCLA sports and all things Pac-12 sports. So always a pleasure there. And now we've got to take a look at some college basketball games that are involving some interesting mid-majors. And there's one on the list that I do think is very fascinating in terms of the totals perspective. So let's hit it right about now. 639, 640 on the betting board. You've got Toledo. They are going to be on the road, and they're facing off against Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa, a three-point underdog, and your total on this game is anywhere between 154 and 155. And in terms of the Toledo team, I did make them a four-point favorite. They opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, so we've seen a half-a-point move, so I still do like it, but it seems like you might be getting some steam on Toledo, so you probably want to take it now if you do like them. And with Toledo, just a team that has been able to move like a rocket ship as this team is in the top 40 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. A team that has really been stout offensively. They were one of the best offenses in all of college basketball last season. Now, I will say for Toledo, they do rank outside of the top 200 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but this is also a Toledo team that's currently 13th nationally in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis as well. They've got a six foot seven combo player. His name is JT Shieldmate. He's been able to shoot about 50% from three-point range this season. It's been absolutely ridiculous. He's able to give you 15-plus points per game. And then you've got Ray J. Dennis. He's doling out six assists. He's giving you five boards. He's shooting in the mid-30s from three-point range. He is just a total package for this team. And for Northern Iowa, they have a deal with a bit of an injury to Nathan Heisey. He's really a number two guard for this team. Bowen Bourne is the guy that makes this thing run. Bowen Bourne has been able to average over 20 points per contest. He gives you 2.7 boards, 2.7 assists per game. But it really is a Northern Iowa team that is looking to get back to their roots. You may recall last two seasons, Northern Iowa, after always being under Ben Jacobson, a really, really slow team, a team that they're always in like the bottom 30 in terms of total possessions per game. They decided to speed it up. I'm not sure why they sped it up, but they did. They're back to being super slow. As they rank at the bottom 75 once again in terms of total possessions per game. And I will say this for Northern Iowa. 3-0 at home and on the road. They have come up snake eyes this far. But I do think that that is going to be ending here with just the way that they're outgunned down low. Now, it's not like Toledo necessarily has super duper size. But you've got one guy for Northern Iowa that is currently giving you more than 3.7 rebounds per game. That would be Titan Anderson. And he's been able to put up some big numbers. 13.5 points, 10 boards, 1.9 steals, a block per contest. You need him to sell hot dogs at the hot dog stand. I think that our good friend Mr. Anderson would be willing to do that as well. But he stands just six foot six, And when it comes to just the overall size with like a Cedric Milner Jr. has been able to give the Salido team about seven or so rebounds per game. They're going to be outgunned on that front. They do bring in 
Quite a few transfers as well that have been able to help out this team. Some like Atarius Maddox, who was playing at Cal State Fullerton last season. He's been able to do a solid job. Actually, his brother Dante Maddox is on this team with 10.5 points per game. And then you've got Taylor Cochran. He comes in from Northern Indi or Northern Northern Illinois. He's been able to do a good job. Nine points, five boards. So all in all, you've got a Toledo team that shooting it very well, 37% from three, 77% the free throw line, really not turning the ball over a whole heck of a lot, despite the fact that they play at that super up-tempo pace. I do think that Northern Iowa is going to be able to have some success slowing this team down a little bit. We have seen Northern Iowa get their way in terms of tempo wars quite a bit. So I am willing to go under in this spot, but I do think that you've got some good value here with Toledo. I'm willing to lay up to three and a half with them. So taking a look at the Rockets in this ordeal. Let's take a look at a game involving a mid-major that is getting steamed against, and I think that the number is moving a little bit too far. 609-610 on the board. It is UNC Greensboro. They are on the road facing off against Arkansas. Arkansas opened up as a 17-point favorite. Now they're between a 19 to a 20-point favorite, and your total on this game, it is 135.5. I've been checking to see if there's like some sort of an injury that I'm missing with UNC Greensboro or something like that. I'm currently not finding any. If uh, there is one, I will certainly let you know. But with Greensboro, I set them as a 15.5 point underdog. Their coach, you might be asking who that is. Mike Jones is her coach. Not even kidding. His name is Mike Jones. He's actually a very good coach, and hopefully you enjoyed the reference there. But that said, with UNC Greensboro, they've done a very solid job of being a team in which a hole is greater than the sum of its parts, doing a nice job of being able to defend down low. There is one kryptonite with this team, though, and that's three-point shooting defense. They allow opponents to really bomb it from three-point range, and they led all of college basketball in terms of percentage of opponents' points that came from three-point range last season. So this is a team that is going to give up the arc. This is an Arkansas team, though. They only shoot about 32 or so percent from three-point range. Greensboro, they've been allowing opponents to shoot about 37.5% from distance thus far this season, but I don't think that this is the worst matchup in the world for this bunch. Now, Nick Smith is now back in the fold for Arkansas, a preseason All-American, or a McDonald's All-American, I should say. He was able to put up 15 points in the team's last performance against San Jose State. His first action out looked very solid. And then you do have one good three-point shooter in this backcourt. That'd be Anthony Black. Had a few rough starts to begin the season, but ever since really the first three or four games of the campaign has been able to lock in. He's a, another five-star recruit coming in, 13.5 points, four assists, five-and-a-half rebounds, and then rookie council. Ben Mr. Do It All comes in for Wichita State, 20 points, three boards, two steals, three assists per game. And it's an Arkansas team that they play the 40 minutes of HE double hockey stick style as they do a nice job of being able to crank up the tempo, but they just don't allow anything on you whatsoever. They've been able to do a tremendous job of just locking down on defense. They've got a guy by the name of Trayvon Brazil. He comes in from Missouri. He's six foot ten. He's able to pop some threes. I do like his game, but you've also got Mr. Do It All on the flip side for UNC Greensboro. Keandre Kennedy. He comes in from UMBC, about 15 and a half points. He's able to shoot 37.5% from three, seven boards. He's been able to do a good job there. And then you got guys like a Michael Brown Jones, who comes in from VCU, 11 points, four rebounds per game. Muhammad Abdul Salam at Bass Lighty. Two guys are mainstays from last season. They're able to combine for 10 rebounds per game. This is a UNC Greensboro that they don't necessarily get too far out of sorts. They do a good job of generating dead ball turnovers. They don't generate a lot of steals, but they just force a lot of just grimy possessions. They give up the arc, but they're not going to let you beat you on the inside as well, which I find to be very fascinating 
with this team. And I do think that they're going to be able to hold up in this spot. They don't necessarily have that one guy that's going to go out there, give you 10 rebounds or anything like that. But as I like to say about some of these teams, the whole is greater than some of its parts for UNC Greensboro. That has always been the MO of Mike Jones. I'm going to be willing to take the points in this circumstance with the UNC Greensboro. Felt like they should have been closer to a 15 and a half point underdog. And when it comes to the total, I also did set my total more around a 135 and a half because I do think that in terms of UNC Greensboro, they're going to do a solid job on defense themselves, but this is an Arkansas team that they're really looking to push tempo. If you're able to get down below a 135 and a half, as I've seen a couple 135s on the board, that would be my buy point on the over. Let's take a look at another team, which it feels like they're very interesting with their style, and we've seen the money come in on this underdog. 720, or 625, 626. Oklahoma is going to be playing us UMKC. UMKC, the old kangaroos, uh, opened up as a 20 and a half point underdog. Now we're seeing them between 18 and 18 and a half. Draws game is anywhere between 122 and a half and 123. Makes sense on the total. Both of these teams in the bottom 100 in terms of total possessions per game. And I liked UMKC at the 20 number. I made Oklahoma an 18 point favorite. So value is beginning to diminish. If you like UMKC, probably want to grab an 18 and a half because that's about the end of the buy point for me. But what I like about this Kangaroos team is that well, I don't really like the fact that they're coached by Marvin Menzies. Marvin Menzies did not necessarily do the most savory of jobs out here for UNLV. But with that said, with this Missouri-Kansas City team, what they do is they always mix up their defense. They give at you like a whole bunch of different looks. It keeps seems guessing. It's hard to be able to prepare for on a moment's notice. And you've got two guys who have really been able to go into flamethrower mode in terms of their scoring. Raquandis Mitchell along Shamari Allen. These two guys are combining for about 32 points. Four assists, 12 rebounds per game. Neither of these guys necessarily light it up from three-point range. That's been the job of Anderson Kapu, who's been out of the fold for quite a while for this UMKC team. But with UMKC, they do a solid job of being able to just rebound by committee. They're getting about 13 and a half offensive rebounds per game. Problem is, they also turn the ball over 16 times per game. You've got an Oklahoma team, though, that they don't necessarily generate a lot of turnovers themselves. And you've only got one player on this Oklahoma team, and that would be Tanner Groves, who's able to give you more than five rebounds per game. But I will say, this is an Oklahoma backcourt that they should be able to dominate this UMKC team. I think the totals went a little bit too low. Semi-total at 126. The one way that you're able to beat this UMKC defense is by being able to bomb some threes. Oklahoma, especially with Grant Shurfield in the backcourt, is able to do so. So, at north of 18, won't take the points with UMKC. Also looking at the over and to wrap things up here on the Greg Peterson Experience, going to give you guys my DK Nation pick on the hardwood and just what I like in general in college basketball for Tuesday. Next here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here is calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats. With the World Cup in full swing, now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log in to Bet Rivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create the perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the app today to be able to get in on the action as it is a whole new game. It's final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And a little bit of a programming note, if you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience, you're going to have a replay coming up next. If you're listening to a replay, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They're going to be recapping Monday Night Football, looking forward to the week ahead in terms of everything that we've got in football. I'm sure that they're going to be doing a little bit of a look in terms of NBA, college basketball, what have you as well. Guys, have you all locked and loaded there? And my job is to have you all locked and loaded and try to be able to find you guys some winners in terms of the card for this Tuesday. And we're going to go to my DK Nation pick as we're going James Madison versus Virginia. 627, 628 on the betting board. It is Virginia. Currently find themselves anywhere between an 11 to a 12-point favorite. Seems to be a number that is moving a tad. And we've seen the total... Actually, just in the last five minutes, moved down a little bit as it was at a 135 at DraftKings. This has moved down to a 134. We're still seeing a couple 135s in the market. So if you do like the total under, you probably want to be taking a look now rather than later at one of those 135s. And the write-up is not going to be on the total, fortunately. So you still got a little bit of wiggle room there. But the DK Nation pick, that is on Virginia. I was willing to lay up to 12 with this team. We're starting to see this number come down. And I think... I'm not too surprised because with James Madison, a lot of people are taking a look at them thinking, man, they blew up Buffalo. They blew out Howard. They were able to get all these big wins. South Dakota State, if 
By the way, South Dakota State, not what they have been in past years. Unfortunately, they just have been turning the ball over too much. About 18 turnovers per game. That's not too terrific, but I do like Virginia in this spot because you got a Virginia team that they have just stayed true to their identity. They are once again in the bottom 15 nationally in terms of total possessions per game, but what this Virginia team is doing really well is they're just being efficient. They are probably going to see a little bit of regression from their north of 40% three-point shooting, but so is James Madison. Both of these teams actually rank in the top 10 nationally in terms of three-point shooting percentage, but I have a little bit more faith here in Virginia because they're going up against a James Madison team that they're really good at being able to force turnovers. They actually rank in the top 30 nationally in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis, which has been really the lifeblood of them being able to get their offense generated, but when it comes to Virginia, they are one of just 11 college basketball teams turning the ball over fewer than 10 times per game. And the biggest reason why, the duo of Reese Beekman and Kia Clark, a combined 9.8 assists to 3.8 turnovers per game. They have been very, very efficient. And I just take a look at this James Madison team and the fact that they have yet to knock off a team with a record above 500. And that says a little bit of something to me. This is a James Madison bunch that... Yeah, there's 72 record is sterling. They're putting up 88 points per game. They're generating all these turnovers, but when they had their one step-up game, that was against North Carolina, the lone team that they have played that is in a power conference. They lost that game by a count of 80 to 64, and I would consider North Carolina to be in a little bit of a, shall we say, worse form right now than Virginia. Certainly a pair of different teams, but also keep in mind that this is a revenge game for Virginia as well. Virginia last season, and I remember writing this up as well. Virginia, they lost to James Madison, a James Madison team that I thought was getting a little bit disrespected in that game. And now Virginia is probably feeling, man, we've got to take this respect back. And I do think that this is a good motivational spot for them. I think that Coach Bennett is going to be able to have his guys up for this game. And I do think that this is where the rubber meets the road for James Madison. James Madison, no doubt, a team that I've moved up in terms of my power rankings. I think the love is starting to go a little bit too far with them. My DK Nation write-up, that is on Virginia. I'm willing to lay up to 12 with them. I'm thinking that we're going to continue to see this line continue to go downward. So that just means more value on Virginia. Sort of like a fade the trendy dog, as our good friend Josh Applebaum would say, sort of theory. And with this total, I did set it at 132.5. So here at 134 to 135. I am also taking a look at the total under as well. How about if we go with the battle for the great state of Georgia? This is 613-614 on the betting board. The Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech are playing us to Georgia. And Georgia, the Bulldogs, are anywhere between a 4.5 to a 5-point underdog. How you know that they aren't playing football in this game? Total on this game, it is 132.5 to 133.5. And, yep, I would certainly be willing to take the points with Georgia in terms of a football game. But... Even here in basketball, I'm going to be willing to take the points as well. Now, the one word of caution with this Georgia team is that in their last game against Florida A&M, they were without quite a few guys, and that includes Kerry Oquendo. Oquendo, really the top scorer from last season that returned. He's been able to give the team right in that neighborhood of about 13.5 points. Four boards has been a solid overall scorer for them, but they have been able to get Justin Hill going a little bit more. He was the top scorer for the Longwood Lancers last season. He's been able to give the team right around three rebounds, three assists per game, so he's been able to do a rock-solid job on that front. Had a little bit of a rough go of it to begin the season, but double figures and now three of the team's last five games. He's starting to really shape up for this bunch. He's done a nice job not turning the ball over a whole heck of a lot, and for Georgia Tech, just not an offense I want to be putting my money behind right now, because with Georgia Tech, they're actually doing a solid job down low. As they bring in Javon Franklin, he was over at South Alabama last season. He was able to give the team 
quite a few rebounds per game there, and he's become more of a shot blocker this season as he's been able to get about 2.3 blocks per contest, seven rebounds per game. He's been much better than Rodney Howard was as he just was not necessarily doing a great job there, but George Tech, 224th in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. This is despite the fact that they're only turning the ball over right around 11 times per game. Miles Coleman has been able to do a solid job. He's been relatively efficient. You just don't have a lot of scoring in general with this bunch. Kyle Stuvant has been able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range right around seven points per game. But for Georgia, you do have some pretty good size on this team. They bring in some like a Frank Anselm by the transfer portal. Hasn't necessarily gotten the world's most run, but whenever he's been able to see some minutes, be able to do a good job being able to pull in some rebounds. I do think that Martez McBride is going to be able to get online as well. Someone who comes in from North Texas. He's only been shooting about 30% from three. He's much better than that. And then Carrion Lindsay has been solid. Six and a half points, five and a half boards, right around a steal per game. So it is a team in Georgia that I do think is doing a solid job on that front. Georgia needs to do a little bit of a better job of taking care of the ball, but I do think that they're the better shooting team in this spot. I do think that with this being a big-time rivalry situation as well, that you're going to see really the best of both teams. I do like getting the points with Georgia. I set them more around at 2.5-point underdog. I was willing to take anything more than 3, so I'm going to be willing to take a look at the points in this circumstance. And when it comes to this total, I set my total more around a 132.5. Like I was mentioning with our good friends, the... Yellow Jackets, it's been a little bit tough for them in terms of offensive efficiency. Now seeing this get up to 133.5, I'm going to be willing to take a look at an under. And then how about if we wrap things up with a very interesting circumstance with a team playing a back-to-back, 623-624. I'm from the great state of Wisconsin, so happy to do this one. UW-Green Bay, they're on the road. They're facing off against Loyal Chicago. Loyal Chicago between a 19.5 to a 20-point favorite. Your total on this game is anywhere between 127 and 127.5. And... This UW-Green Bay team stinks. There's no fans or butts about it. They were a six-point favorite against IEPUI, and they were barely able to cover that game. Who is Loyola Chicago to be laying 19 and a half to 20 points at this spot, though? I mean, this is a Loyola Chicago team that's one of the bottom teams in all of college basketball and just taking care of the ball. They're turning it over over 16 times per game. Bryce Golden, who comes in for Butler, and where he was able to average 10 points per game, was a respectable shooter at 6'9". He has been nowhere to be found for this team. Philip Olsen is the only guy that has been able to give you double figures at this point. And Loyola Chicago, in their last game against DePaul, they get up 17 points on their home floor, and they flush that lead down the toilet and lost the game in overtime. So you got to wonder where their psyche is. Now for UW-Green Bay, they're coming off of a back-to-back, and this is not a good team to start with. So that's a little bit rough. But with that said, you've been able to find a couple pieces for this UW-Green Bay team. Now, the one thing that you're not going to be able to get out of UW-Green Bay is rebounding. You don't have a single guy that's giving you more than four and a half rebounds per game, but you don't have a single guy really giving you more than six rebounds per game when it comes to this loyal Chicago team as well. They never have been a team that has had a lot of size, and that's ringing true here. And then you've got someone in Zay Blake. He's been able to give you right around 10 points per game for this UW-Green Bay team, a Green Bay team that... Well, they entered into the day 200 or 361st in all of college basketball and three-point shooting percentage. That went up just a little bit. You figured they were doing for some positive progression. They're not necessarily too tremendous on that front, but keep in mind, they were able to play about an 11 to a 12-point game against Wisconsin on the road. This is a squad that are a little bit of a work in progress in terms of defense, but loyal Chicago, they are certainly a work in progress in terms of offense as well. This is a circumstance where I think that you're going to get a less than savory game. I set my total at a 127. So seeing what we're getting right now, I'm going to be willing to take the points with UW Green Bay. It's just gotten up a little bit too far. And 
terms of the total, I'll be taking a look at the 127.5 under, and that leads us into the pro tip for the hour with the Greg Peterson experience, vcin.com slash subscribe for all these. When it comes to college football and college basketball, in terms of the transfer portal, target teams and back them in terms of teams that they bring in multiple guys from the same school, or you get a new coach like a Deion Sanders, and he brings with them a bunch of his, shall we say, talented players at Jackson State. Good camaraderie there, and Speaking of good camaraderie, you've got Mitch Boss and Paul Howard doing Follow the Money at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, Esports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.